Welcome to Peeves' Gabfest, a chapter-by-chapter, page-to-screen analysis of the Harry Potter series. I'm Sarah Day. I'm James. And I'm Meeks. And today we are doing something we've been really excited to do with you guys. We are comparing our fan casting choices. Before we start gabbing, we want to give a spoiler warning. I'm sure we're still going to be talking about our vast knowledge of the Wizarding World throughout this episode um, as we're doing our fan casting. So beware, we will possibly have spoilers ahead. Before we begin, here's a little message from the Daily Prophet. It's Quidditch season, and planning for faster, efficient hydration is essential. We don't want anyone falling off their brooms from dehydration. Liquid IV has you covered while you prep during wood speeches, power through the game, and recover in the common room afterwards. Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone with three times the electrolytes of traditional potions. I have tried the grape... The sea berry and the cherry. And I would say sea berry and cherry are my absolute favorite. Mm-hmm. I'll have to try the cherry. I haven't tried that one yet. I was kind of like hoping that was like the best one. So I'm saving it for last. Because <laughs> compared to lemon lime, I was like, I'm not sure if like that would be like a disappointment or something. So I'm hoping it's really good. Because it's the last it one. It is really good. And <laughs> I like how like saturated the flavor is of liquid IV. Mm-hmm. Doesn't feel it's, all watery. It's right. It's very strong. Like the grape one was a really like powerful, like just flavor profile in like a big cup of water. Like I had I think it was like 40 ounce bottle and it didn't feel like diluted or watery at all. It just was like flavor. Bam! Like, whoa. Yes, I agree. And I love a good flavorful water. Yes, I do too. Well, and it's nice if something's really flavor-packed, you know, just as is, because then you can always water it down per your taste rather than you having to, like, use double of the concentrate or something. Exactly. Well, one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than any other potion and comes in 12 delicious, refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. Made with premium ingredients and contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. Liquid IV is non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Liquid IV believes that Equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world and has partnered with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code GABFEST to at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code GABFEST at liquidiv.com. And welcome back, listeners. 
Before we dive into who we cast, we just wanted to let you know that we're not doing any of the students, like the iconic trio, because we all agreed that we want unknown actors to play those roles. So we're going well, to stick with... <clears throat> Sorry to interrupt you. We're going to stick with having it be unknown people, but do you know how hard it is to go through like a bajillion children and try try to like fill all of these char- like kid <laughs> characters roles? Like there's no, it's not happening. <laughs> it's just, right. even it's though not. we want to be producers on the show, we don't necessarily want to be in the casting room. No. So I mean, for yourself, but it's, it's, it's just the smartest thing to do. Like I've watched other fan casting videos about this same topic and, Every single time they were just like, it needs to be unknown people. It needs to be an act. Like they can have some acting yeah. experience. I believe it was only Emma Watson who didn't have any acting experience when she got the part. But Rupert Grant had done like a movie before this, uh, before the Sorcerer's Stone. And Daniel Radcliffe like had like two, like a TV show. And then like the the thing that the director saw the mm-hmm. I, I can't remember the name of the movie but david copperfield Dave, david copperfield the director watched david copperfield and that's how he found daniel radcliffe so like they can have some acting experience but it, they they need to be relatively unknown actors in order to be able to capture the same magic that we got during the movies it, it's the only right. it's the only logical way because going in and literally trying to find like the best children to play Harry is just like that's the casting director's job. It, it's mm-hmm. gonna it's not fun to do that for fan casting at all. <laughs> so yes, we are sticking with the more adult characters, and we are going to go down our list and each give our fan cast per character. But before we start, I wanted to kind of ask you guys, what was your general strategy for researching or coming up with your fan casts? Sarah Day, how dare you ask such a difficult question to answer? (sighs) Um, My strategy was to panic because all of the British actors and actresses that I've ever known just left my head. And so I had to do a lot of (laughs) research and then kind of like saying like looking at somebody and being like oh yeah and then like wait a second no actually they wouldn't really fit so my strategy was just like kind of chaos and then just like going mm-hmm. to google and just like doing a bunch of research on who who are british british actors. UK, <laughs> actors, actresses, yeah yeah my strategy was looking at other people's opinions and forming my own Yeah, I kind of did a little bit of that on Reddit as well because they are going crazy in the Harry Potter on HBO subreddit with fan cast right now, which is was helpful. Um, But I kind of started with some of the shows that I know, for instance, Ted Lasso, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then kind of um, followed their IDM pages, um, IMDB pages, and kind of just snowballed um and i spent a lot of time on internet movie database i am so upset i didn't even think of ted lasso <laughs> <laughs> especially you little comedian i know yeah no i definitely um did not do very well at this <laughs> that's to well, be like- determined <laughs> 
Let's dive in and start with, of course, who are we casting for Peeves, James? I mean, to be honest, maybe we should have saved Peeves for last. I don't know. But (laughs) that's just a structuring part of the episode. But I chose for Peeves somebody that I feel would be very good at modulating the voice and creating the voice of the character, which is, I think, the most important part. Um, and who is hilarious, who's done a lot of comedy, who knows like who know who knows what's funny and all that kind of stuff. So my choice was Simon Pegg. Mm, uh, if yeah. you know who he is. Uh he is pretty well known, but if you don't know who he is, like he's been in some pretty hilarious stuff. Uh one of my favorites was he did Star Trek, the live action Star Trek, and he was um Scotty. And so that's an, uh, that's one of his like more a little bit more serious roles, but he still has a way of being able to put some comedy into it. But if you watch any of the comedies he's been in, he's like super hilarious. He brings uh, a lot of interesting voices to the characters. He played a Star Wars character once and I didn't even recognize it was him. And I was like, wait, that was him. And so he's really good at um, just transforming his entire self into a character. And I think he would be able to bring that to, to peeves very easily. I think that's a good choice. Yeah. Um, the one character that I forgot to cast. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. Well then I'll, I'll say mine and then you can kind of like, I don't know, compare and contrast James and mine. Okay, I'll be the tiebreaker. Uh, I went with Toby Jones, and this is not one that came to me on my own. I actually sometimes – I there was a few that I just could not figure out, and Peeves was one of them. Mm-hmm. And so I went to chat GPT, and I would say, chat GPT, please give me five British actors that blah, 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 blah. And he's one of the, Toby Jones is one of the ones that popped up. And I thought that his look was a classic peeves, gestury type of look. So I went more of the look style. I recognized him, uh, but I, I didn't research anything. I don't, I couldn't tell you what his voice sounded like. Um, Toby Jones really is the cool. one that did Dobby. He did? Yeah. Toby Jones is the, I, is the actor yeah, who voiced Dobby. A great voice actor, then, <laughs> and I'm sold even more. Thank well, you. James. And I'm I can't believe I'm blanking on his name in Marvel. Um, Doctor. Yeah, he's the doctor with the red. Oh, spot. you're right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm. You're just convincing me more that I like this cast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he looks the part, and I think he can sound the part. Those are both. Very, very good options. And I'd be pleased with both of them. So it's a tie. (laughs) I kind of like um, Simon Pegg. Maybe not. I don't know. I was going to say Arthur Reasley, but now I'm I'm second guessing myself. Oh, no, I have. I I have the best Arthur Weasley. But Arthur doesn't show up. I know, but (laughs) I found an actor that fits him perfectly (laughs) while I was searching. We'll we'll allow it. And I think this is a good time to tell our listeners that we did just do Sorcerer's Stone. We are only fan casting the adults of Sorcerer's Stone. Much to our chagrin. 
But we have a few extra people that we found that I'm sure like we could. Yeah, I, I did. I did a few extras. <laughs> I came up with a very clever idea for my extras. <laughs> oh, great. Can't wait. <laughs> Is it your, all your sideshows? I'm not telling you, but kind of yes. <laughs> okay, so yeah, the answer is yes to both of my extras. All right. So moving on to Vernon Dursley. This one was a little bit difficult um, because I didn't I, I didn't have anybody in mind that could exert exhibit the Vernon Dursley vibe as uh, mm-hmm. Richard Gr- Griffiths could do it. But uh, your suggestion of using chat G G chat G B T. There you go. Uh, worked wonders because I was able to open my horizon and see like other actors or people that I wasn't just thinking about. So it, mm-hmm. It pumped my brain because I know a lot of British actors because I watch a lot of British stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I blank when I'm trying to think of specific people. Um, but one that came to mind that I thought could do really well and can ex- could exhibit the mean gruffness of Vernon Dursley was um, what's his name? Mark Addy. Yes, Mark Addy. Uh, he has been. Uh, in shows like A Knight's Tale, The Flintstones, Game of Thrones. I believe he was the king in Game of Thrones. I'm not sure. I think he'd um, be a good option, yeah. But he, the the stuff that I, like, I, I went onto YouTube and saw some of the clips of the stuff that he's been portraying, and he he has that mean gruffness that I feel like Vernon is like, you know, just pop a mustache on him, and I think he would be mm-hmm. a good, a, a good um, actor to be able to portray that. I did look at Mark Addy and to see where he could fit in, but um, I guess I should have mentioned when I was thinking about my strategy, I did try to stick with um, actors that were between the age of 30 and 40 Mm -hmm. because that would be age accurate Mm -hmm. for the Marauders um, age group. Which... I think was a was a good strategy, and I tried to keep that within this the same realm. But <clears throat> I always felt like Petunia and Dursley were maybe a little bit more on the older side, and so I I was okay with Mark Addy mm-hmm. playing Vernon Dursley because I felt like Vernon Dursley may have been way um, probably five to six years older than Petunia, uh, maybe because he just put off like maybe he was focused on his job and wasn't worried about finding like a spouse yet um so he married later in life kind of scenario that's how i envisioned it but yeah well is he's like 60 he was born in 1964 i i'm not trying to bash your he's 50 because um thank you because i did look at him as well um but if if Lily would have been 30, I think um, 28 years is a, is a big difference. <laughs> but, but, I mean, but I mean, you could put him in and like he may not even look 60. So like he may look yeah. like he may be able to pull off like a 40 year old. Yeah, I have no idea what his this picture that's on internet movie database looks like it might be an old one so i have no idea what he currently looks like (laughs) but with the d 
aging CGI they have these days. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you seen Samuel L. Jackson in his um, Captain Marvel flashbacks? <laughs> True, yeah. I um, I one of the reasons why I struggled is because a lot of the people that I like really like as actors and actresses and like I recognize and like would love to see them look so much younger than the people that they have casted for Harry Potter. And so I was actually getting frustrated as I was fan casting. When I say frustrated, I mean, I was kind of like, oh, shoot, I probably can't pick them, but not, you know, I was like actually <laughs> mad. But I feel like in Harry Potter, it's children, like young children, and then like 110 year olds like I feel like that's like what all of the kids feel like all of the adults are like over 100 years old and then there's like kids and then I feel like the people that they chose to act um these parts I feel like none of them like look like they're at that age like 30 years old like you don't see anybody who's like 30 everybody looks much older than that not to like knock on it, not saying it's like a bad thing. Well, and they I, just genuinely don't look as young. Was they cast Alan Rickman as Snape, and he was so much older than yeah. Snape should have been. So they cast the rest of the adults to match Alan Rickman's age. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yeah. So that was where the disconnect mm-hmm. happened. But with the show, I believe, and I know the fandom really wants them to go back to that age accurate because it's they so should, yeah. tragic when you think about Lily and James passing when they're only 21 years old. Right. And then this is 11 years later, you know, so everybody's in their thirties when we meet them, when Harry goes to the wizarding world. Yes. Okay. So that was a big part of my frustration was like, I was like, okay, if they're going to be doing the same sort of thing and it, Mm -hmm. and also JK Rowling, like, We know the ages if we, like, think about the ages like that, if we kind of piece it together. But it's never, like, outright said, you know, oh, like, McGonagall. We don't know how old she is, but there's, like, this feeling, especially that the professors are all, like, 200 Mm -hmm. years old. You know, like, they're all, like, these, like you know, aged, wizened beings, you know. Right. And this so because it talks so much about Dumbledore being so old. Yes. And that so we just get that impression that the professors are just and we do right. get the impression that McGonagall's old as well, just because of right. her demeanor. Right. And so yeah, I feel like I casted with what like halfway like with what I wanted, like ages, you know, kind of <laughs> that I wanted, uh-huh. I guess, and then halfway with like, well, I mean if this is kind of how old everyone is then um or i should that sounds bad this is the age that everyone is that they're casting then like that changes things so anyways um i okay that makes more sense that they casted alan rickman first and then everybody else was like to match that age um in the films so who did you cast as vernon oh i chose tom wilkinson i feel like he just kind of has that look but again, he looks not the age at all that Vernon Dursley it would be in the actual Harry Potter timeline. So I feel like he kind of had that he kind of can pull off that like look, but he I think he's I think he's not the a right age for it. And definitely right. to start a probably seven year TV show, you know. That's the thing. So, yeah. yeah. Actors so, have to like, last basically a decade through, right. through the show, you know, looking this age range. Well, I did stick with the age <laughs> range <laughs> and I cast John Bradley 
as Vernon who played Sam in Game of Thrones. Hmm. Hmm. Completely different characters, but I really think he I can like pull it that off. idea, though. Yeah, like mm. I do. I do feel like um, I can definitely see a like a Vernony feel to mm-hmm. him. So I do think that that's a. I'm having a choice. hard time wrapping my brain around that concept. Because he's such a timid character. Yeah, in yeah. yeah. He does a really good. Yeah. He, he does a really good job as 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 Sam like. Mm-hmm. like being the timid time kind of type having a little bit of bravery here like here when he needs to be kind of but like i can't see him doing the like the flip flop it just not it doesn't feel like it's on his face like the eyebrow like the eyebrows the 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 like just the glare i feel like vernon dursley needs a glare yeah and i can't see i can't see that actor being able to give a glare i don't know so <laughs> but i mean like he may surprise me at like if that does happen like he may surprise me at the same time but yeah he is an actor yeah who knows? <laughs> <laughs> maybe i just need to look in his like repertoire and find something where he plays more of like a mean act like mean character. right and that's the thing i haven't seen him in anything else i didn't again i didn't research anything else that he's been in um but so I'm just going off the hope that he can play mm. the opposite of what Sam is in Game of Thrones. And that is funny, like just when you say he is an actor, it it's true that there were a lot of people where I when I was, was looking through them and like thinking about who would fit. I'm like, so many of these people would fit because they are professional actors, like they are professional like chameleons going into their roles. And so, um, you know, I think that it's it's simply just going to be really interesting to see who they choose because unless they do a really poor casting job, which they probably won't, they're probably going to, they're probably going to have like the best casting team ever. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think they're going to have an uproar if they don't. Yeah. (laughs) They're going to have angry fans no matter what, but like, I think they're going to nail the casting. Yeah, I think so too. I can't, I can't wait to see. And that's partially why I think we all are in agreement, why we want the young ones to be unknowns. Mm-hmm. Like let them show their talent on screen. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be Well, really I mean, fun. let their talent grow over, over time. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, like, the like, the, like you can, you can pass some things off at when they're kids and, but like, as you're teaching them and growing them, as actors, you can like they gain skills and then they can turn their character into actual authentic characters by the time they're older, which is what mm-hmm. the trio actually did. Uh, and the other kid actors actually did was be able to actually pull that off and learn over time how to be good actors. So, James, who do you have as Petunia? So Petunia is a actress that I've never really like had experience with, but uh she is Maxine Peak. Uh and I found her through chat GBT because it was a suggestion. So I looked and then I saw that she fit my age range ish. Mm-hmm. Um she's younger than Mark Addy by a, a, f- a few years. I think it says here that she's 40, 49. Um, but she gave a very good Petunia vibe. And um, some of the recent stuff she uh, she's done was 
uh, kind of gave me off of that like smug person of like you can't touch me I I'm I am who I am and I don't want to be associated with you kind of kind of feel with some of the characters that she was playing so I was like yes perfect let's do that one the other actors that ChatGPT was suggesting were way past like the age range like they would have worked really well like they would have done really well but um they just weren't they weren't within the age range that i wanted because i didn't want her to be like super old by the end of the show she does look the part Mm -hmm. too and with with the age matching who you have as vernon yeah i agree i think that she um she looks that part and she would probably do a really good job i mean all of these all of these people would do a good job but yeah i could see that so meeks Who's yours? Um, I shouldn't have had a hard time with this, this one. And I had a really difficult time with it. Um, I should have just, I don't know. I just needed to probably spend more time in general on this. So I don't really have somebody, uh, which is kind of tragic. I mean, I think we could, um, we could go crazy and say like Karen Knightley or something. Um, <laughs> she'd be good honestly, I think I mean, she could yeah <laughs> like I wouldn't hate it I would like be so excited to see what she does because she's such a good actress and she's like every role that I've never seen her in something where I've where I like haven't really believed what she was doing you know what I mean um I feel like she's a very versatile actress um, she's not somebody that would be like oh Petunia is who I think of when I look at her but um I mean I wouldn't put it past her to be able to make it work. And so, okay. She's I mean, my like choice. you think about Gary Oldman and like the, the countless characters that guy can play. Oh, yeah. No, yeah he morphs into he his morphs roles. into his right. roles. Like Winston Churchill to Sirius black. Like right. those are two yeah. completely op- like opposite characters, but he does like a really good job in playing them. And so, mm-hmm. and I'm just recently watched him in the show on Apple TV slow horses and again like i could not believe that was him i don't think he i haven't seen really it. good so some i i think with a little bit of help from like the makeup department i think any actor can have that ability it's just gary oldman has like mastered it like with a few other like key actors mm-hmm. who have just mastered the ability to just blend into a role and just people don't even notice it's them until the credits kind of scenario so i mm-hmm. think anybody can do that and so I wouldn't have a hard time, like if she had the right resources. I think Kira Knightley could transform into a snobbish Aunt Petunia. Okay, cool. Yeah. I can't wait to see Kira Knightley um, in the Harry Potter show. <laughs> so for Petunia, I have Olivia Cook, who plays Allison most recently in House of the Dragon. Yeah, I think and she, she means yeah. if you haven't watched a lot, she's also in Slow Horses season one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> And a lot of other things. If you haven't seen her in anything, Meek, she is a phenomenal actress. And I'm I'm excited to see where her career goes, yeah. even if it's not to Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I know I've seen her and she is really great. So that would be really cool too. Um, yeah. Interesting. No, yeah. That'd be fun. Okay. Especially Let's for a move- younger cast. Right. Yes, yes, which is what I I really tried hard to. I was asking GPT, I'm like, actors born from this year to this year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Petunia was one of the ones I struggled with at first. 
which Especially is so funny because had- it, it should it doesn't seem like it should be a struggle for Petunia, but it is for some reason. Well, I knew who I wanted as James Potter right away, and then I matched Lily to who I wanted for James. And then I had to match Petunia to who I had as Lily because they're sisters. Yeah. Mm. And um, so I I had Lily first and then I cast Olivia Cook. So if you guys are House of Dragon fans, you might know where I'm going with that one. (laughs) But let's go to the one and the only Professor Dumbledore. (laughs) So Professor Dumbledore was... Uh, an interesting ride for me because I was like <laughs> at first I was like why not just take Jude Law and have him continue to play Dumbledore yes. and then I was like oh, wait he's only 50 it's gonna mm, he's kind of young mm-hmm. he, he needs to be a little bit older for me to be able to kind of like like have the wiseness of it because Jude Law plays a really great young Dumbledore Right, I can't Jude imagine Law's that not Law's old enough yet to be beard on yeah, Jude Law. I just, I, I can't. can't. <laughs> I can't imagine Jude Law doing anything. So I backed away from that one, and then I saw somebody suggest Michael Caine be Dumbledore. But then I realized yeah. Michael Caine is ninety years old. Yeah. And he is kept popping probably like, not going to live right. long enough. We have to find to that sweet there. spot with Dumbledore. Right. Yeah. So I was like, dang it. I have 90 years old and 50 years old. I need someone in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I eventually came down to Liam Nielsen. Oh, yes. Okay. So Liam Nielsen as Dumbledore. Liam, uh, you mean Liam Neeson? No, Liam Neeson. Sorry. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure I it call wasn't him somebody Nielsen. that I didn't know. No, it's Liam Neeson. I, I keep I keep adding an L. When I, I can't believe I didn't even think of him at all. I love Liam Neeson. That would be amazing. So his voice, like the yes. like, he plays wise character. He's played wise characters yes. in the past. Yeah, yes. combine that all, put the makeup yes. on. He could make a great yes. Dumbledore. He has so much gravitas. He would be so, so good. Oh my goodness. And then, okay. okay, I want Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> who and did then, you have me well james go so, ahead. sorry but just i wanted like to finish but and then like just to have him be able to like he could play that out the entire run oh yeah he's not gonna have like any problems he's still really healthy he he's gonna live long enough to be able to get that to get to the part where we can have that closing end with that dumbledore that we started with and it's gonna be amazing I'm looking at Liam's picture. I mean, I know who he is, but I'm looking at his picture right now, and his nose is really sticking out to me right now. And they always talk about Dumbledore's nose because it broke. Because it's crooked. Yeah. yeah. Not that Liam's is crooked, but he's got like a sh- an eight shape on his nose, which yeah. I think could really lend to that like iconic Dumbledore-ness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, my pick. I liked it. I like it. I know, it's a good one. Okay. I had two options very different but i feel like both of them like could totally happen because they're personal actors so slip into whatever role michael gambin but he might be too old right i didn't look up his age but i think he's michael gambin was dumbledore no yeah yeah it was Richard Harris for two movies and then Michael Gambon. Michael Gambon was Dumbledore for the rest of the movie. I've seen his name. Oh, my God. James, cut that out. 
I kept seeing his name and I thought he was like, okay, I thought he was, um, this is so funny. Okay. No, this is what went on in my head. So I saw his name and I was just like, okay, that's the guy who looks like Dumbledore, but doesn't play Dumbledore. And he played somebody in Lord of the Rings, but like, no, that's Ian McKellen. Okay. So I was thinking the whole time, cause I kept looking at Michael Gibbons name and I was just like, okay, it's not. I was like, no, it is Ian McKellen, not the guy who played Dumbledore. I kept mixing them up. Oh my God, that's so annoying. <laughs> I'm the then worst. you have two choices. Okay, well, I'm not confident about my next choice. <laughs> so are you okay. going with Ian McKellen then instead of Michael Gammon? Like you want Ian McKellen to be. Let's do that. Dumbledore. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I hate this so much. I don't ever want to fan cast ever again. Okay, Migs, you're, Migs, you're only you? in charge of the comedy spinoff shows. Okay, well, I want a comedy spinoff show where Michael Gambon inceptions himself as Dumbledore. As somebody else is playing Dumbledore. Oh my god. Okay, I'm like, just for okay, the listeners, James has two times where he's pointed out Harry Potter characters. Guys, I'm so like frustrated with myself. My face is like so hot right now. Okay. Oh, you should have seen her face when we were like, that is Dumbledore. Guys, I can't <laughs> believe that I just did that. Ugh. On a podcast. It's oh recorded forever. Goodness. No, I know. And James is not gonna cut it out, even though I've asked him to. Okay. <laughs> ben Kingsley. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Ben Kingsley is Dumbledore. I have, no I have nothing else to say. That I've said be... enough for tonight. Mm. <laughs> um yeah okay i don't know i i would love to see ben kingsley in harry potter and he is a very talented actor as well but yes i can't at this time get i can't think of the name but the the character from marvel out of my head <laughs> is it michael uh, trevor slattery Yes, I can't get Trevor out of my head right now. And it's like, I can't get past that. I'm like, that's not Dumbledore. <laughs> well, I chose the actual Dumbledore, so. <laughs> uh, Meigs, you're totally allowed to claim Liam Neeson as. No, no I can't. I am not worthy of claiming Liam Neeson for oh. Dumbledore right now. <laughs> you, you can share credit for that one. Well, at least yeah. you're both Ravenclaw. So the points are balancing out here. Did we? I'm assuming I lost 50 points for Griff or for for Gryffindor. Oh no, I'm the Gryffindor for points. Remember, so that. Well, that no, because that's not fair to the Slytherins. Remember that don't exist. Slytherins literally don't exist, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, so anyway, I have Jared Harris as Dumbledore, which is Richard Harris's son, and is currently in another Apple TV show called Foundation. Huh. And seeing him act, I had seen the name thrown around as Dumbledore for a while because of him being Richard's son. Um, but seeing him in Foundation got me thinking he could really pull Dumbledore off. And I think that would be a really nice, not so much Easter egg, but but tribute to the original series and to, of course, Richard Harris himself. No, I think that's that's a cool choice. Like, I wouldn't be upset about that at all. Because they've done that stuff, that they've done like casting directors have done that kind of stuff before. Like, um, mm -hmm. uh, the actress who played uh, Sheldon's mom, her daughter played the younger version of her in 
young Sheldon. Young Sheldon, yeah. Uh, and so they're like they're related in that kind of sense. And so like people have done that kind of stuff before. So I think that would be like a little Easter egg for the movie fans and yeah, like a, a guy who can pull it off. Kind of like he looks like he can pull it off. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that he could do that quirkiness really well. But also, I mean, he was in Chernobyl, um, so he can obviously do that very seriousness as well. Mm-hmm. No, he's. I'm looking at his page right now, and like it, he's got a lot of good movies in there mm-hmm. that I've seen that I'm remembering right now, and I could go with that one. I'm still sticking with Liam, but I can go. No, with Liam's that one. a good one, but um, I don't know. I don't know who. Uh, I don't know. I think I'll stick with Jared. I'll stick. With <laughs> Liam's Michael, a good one, though. I'll stick with Michael Gambon. Michael Gambon, <laughs> <laughs> the proven choice. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go out of order here and let Meigs try to redeem herself with her okay, cast for McGonagall. Don't put pressure on me at all. Okay. All the pressure. I had 100 points for Ravenclaw is up for grabs. I refuse to um, participate in this point system for the rest of this episode. Um, <laughs> I had four options for McGonagall. And it was. <laughs> well, because I honestly think that all four of them could do this so fantastically. Um, so it was, it was just hard for me to choose. So I decided to give all four of them credit for it. My first one is Olivia Coleman. Okay, I teeter-tottered with Olivia Coleman so much because I agree with you that she would make a great McGonagall, but McDonald's. she has got McGonagall, McDonald's, McDonald's, McDonald's. else need a late night snack? Um, Umbridge. Not, that's what I was going to no, say. Like, she kept screaming Umbridge when I was like uh-huh. casting her as McGonagall. So, okay, good thing I have three other choices. <laughs> No, no, I literally saw her and yeah. I was like, nope, she's, yeah, she she's has Dolores to play Umbridge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's okay, the next one for sure. After seeing her, you know, we're all Marvel fans here. After seeing her in Secret Invasion as Sonya. Sonya. She has to play, she has to play Umbridge. She's perfect. Yeah. yeah she she can do it so well. Yeah. She has that snarkiness that, mm-hmm. that, that Umbridge has. Like she can portray that really definitely well. mm-hmm. and she could do it just as much as um what was her name em- emenda em- em- emelda emelda yeah starts with an i <laughs> um but she could do a really good job just like she did like i really yeah. love her as umbridge like i believe emelda did like the perfect job just making me mm-hmm. hate the character really well like it translates from the page to the movie like amazingly, but I feel like Olivia yes. Coleman would be a great successor. She definitely to bring some uniqueness to it. Like she can bring different parts of the character out, but mm-hmm. like still make it so that everybody hates her, but in mm-hmm. a good way. Milda Stanton, I think, is the name, and I yes, think that they're different that. enough that they, but still so similar to the character, so that they they can pull out, like you said, the different aspects of the character, but still be different portrayals of the character. So, Meeks, who were your other three McDonald's? Oh, my gosh. McDonald's. Who were your other three McDonald's? <laughs> Tilda Swinton. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, Helen Mirren. Ah, that's mine. Ooh. And Wait. Madame Kate Blanchett. Oh, Kate Blanchett. Ooh, I didn't think about Interesting. Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. Mine was Helen Mirren for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, because I love her. And so, so many things that she's done. And she just has, I think she just has that 
that ability to look at you very seriously, like you're in trouble. Like, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, what's her name? I'm blanking on it right now. Who played McGonagall before her? Uh, Michael Gambit. Okay, Mag- Maggie Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to come out with a name and it just totally threw me off. <laughs> Wait, what? No, you did say McGonagall, right? Yeah, he said McGonagall. Maggie Smith. <laughs> did you do that on purpose or was that serious? No, I did that on purpose. Okay. <laughs> so Maggie Smith does like a really good job like portraying that like strictness of McGonagall and like having that little happiness, but Miriam Helen does it equally as well. And I think she would be a really good fit in just bringing that character to life in different ways. Yeah. I went a little bit different than our traditional Maggie Smith portrayal of McGonagall. And I'm doing Hannah Waddingham, who plays Rebecca on Ted Lasso. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. like that idea. Interesting. I loved her on Ted Lasso, and I really want to see her shine in another series, like Mm -hmm. a big series like this, and get the attention that she deserves, especially after hearing that she really struggled getting parts because of her height. Yeah. And Sadakis gave her the part of um, Rebecca, and she's really grateful to him for that. And I think the height would really add to McGonagall's demeanor. Definitely. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I think that that would be fantastic. What yeah, a great that's choice. a good choice. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, let's move on to our favorite um, furry, hairy, what do they call it? Our favorite hairy giant, Hagrid. Gentle giant? The gentle no, giant. The, what's the scene in the Sorcerer's Stone? And they're talking about something big and hairy, and he walks up and he's like, "Big and hairy? You're not talking about me, are you?" What? Oh yeah, I'm talking I about Fluffy. That. Anyway, I was trying to make a joke about that, but I pulled a Migs. So Hagrid James. <laughs> so Hagrid, I I could not do Hagrid. I just I literally couldn't. I tried my it's best. Hard forever and there are some people that are like i feel like could pull off the physicality of hagrid like um brendan gleason he played mad eye moody yeah uh and i feel like he could do it really well but the problem with that i was finding was that i really want the gentle giant i really want the gentleness to come through Mm-hmm. And Brendan Gleeson, every time I see him, looks like he's about to rip you in half. So, <laughs> like, I'm sure he could play kind and loving and stuff. But, like, everything that I've seen him in, which was a little, it's a lot. I've seen him in quite a few of the things that he's done. I mean, he's a really great actor. I love him. Every time he was playing a very serious character or somebody that was, somebody that was, a, like, a little bit more action-oriented kind of scenario. And that was just not what I was looking for. So... I went with some, uh, like, there are some popular fan cast videos out there, and they said Nick Frost, uh, a comedian, that's uh, a British comedian out there. So they said that they, he, he could pull it off really well, so I'm claiming yeah. him as the option to just kind of have an option, but I really don't have anybody that I feel like is that's Hagrid compared to the rest of the actors that I've chosen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, you don't have a high grade either. <laughs> no, I do. I do. Um, oh, okay. okay. Although I'm not, I'm not necessarily satisfied with it. Like I don't, you know, I'm not. Yeah. This is like the best option. Although he is somebody who I would love to see in literally anything I watch. Andy Circus. Oh, interesting pick. Mm-hmm. Interesting. As Hagrid. I mean, because he's also very versatile. Yes. And he can be really like gruff, but also you can't help but really like him, you know, when from what I've seen him in guess, so. I mean I feel like I feel like he's just a short guy for some reason, but well, I, mean, I, I know that you could make him look bigger. Sorry, I keep cutting you off me. No, that's okay. <laughs> I was just gonna say I feel like they're gonna CGI him, whoever they choose. Um but yeah, so I'm not. And he's no stranger to CGIing himself. Right. Nope. I would just like to see him in anything. So if he's not Hagrid, then I'll put him somewhere else. <laughs> I also had a really hard time casting Hagrid. I think that we can all agree that he was just perfect in the films. Yeah. Robbie Coltrane. Um, thank you. Rest in I was- peace. So it was really hard. So I kind of went, I tried to go really different. And I have Nonzo Anansi, who plays Big Man in Sweet Tooth. He believe he was in Zoo. He's been in a few things. Um, and I'm like, I was with this casting. I'm kind of hoping that it's a different portrayal, that it's like, we're not stepping on Robbie's toes at all. I, I know this is a whole separate production and there's all the great casting that we have to, you know, we have some big fill. We have some big shoes to fill across the board. Um, but Hagrid was really hard for me. Oh, I like that idea. It took me a second to place him, but. Um, no, yeah, yeah I, I've, I've seen him before in yeah. some stuff. And... No, I, I think he totally has that gentle giant feel where he can no, he yeah. can be totally intimidating and he can like get things done. Yeah. But he, he's really sweet and like comforting and caring too. If you haven't seen Sweet Tooth on Netflix, you should give that a few episodes because he that's exactly he is that sweet and caring character, but also has that gruffness yep. to him. Um and like you just throw a bunch of hair and and ruggedness on him, and you've you've got Hagrid, I think. Yeah, I like that idea. Thanks. You win. Yep. Yep. I famously just said that um, I refuse to participate in the point system, but we um, you get the points for Hufflepuff for this round. Thanks. Thanks. I'm glad we're we're keeping score. I haven't been writing any of that down. So I know. I well, what are we at? I mean, I feel like we should probably just write it down really quick. I'll do it. Uh-huh. I don't know what we're at. Well, let's see. <clears throat> I lost Simon Pegg and Toby Jones for Peeves. So that's like tied. point. That's tied. We decided. Um, it was um, Vernon Dursley. We ended up choosing. Yeah, I, mean, I don't I think don't we think ended we up choosing anybody. Like mine, and I love mine. I'm not backing <laughs> off of mine, so I think we're also. No, I think I think I think no, I don't think any points were given for Vernon. I think it Got was it. a very spread out choice. Like all of our choices, like could have worked for certain circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, but like there wasn't an overwhelming loving choice for that one, and I think it's the same thing with Petunia Dursley. I think there was some good options, but overall there wasn't an overwhelming love for one. Dumbledore was Liam Nielsen, Neeson, 
Gosh, keep mm-hmm. adding that. And Jared up. Harris. Wait, how many and points are we each getting when we win? Ten points. One. Ten. Okay. Whoa, why did three? <laughs> um. <laughs> Five. Five points. Five points. So, so far we're tied. Wait a second. Am I representing Gryffindor so that we can even I guess out? so. Okay. Yep. Yeah, poor Slytherins are just going to really lose this house cup this year wait who did i choose for did i win also did i tie win for vernon no i chose nobody for vernon so you both tied okay so vernon got no you you didn't choose anybody for peeves you chose somebody for vernon oh my god i'm so bad at this why am i the one writing this down okay um because i offered so (laughs) okay no one to blame but yourself it's only me um wait <laughs> the problem, I, listeners, is we did not plan to actually give points for this. This just happened organically. So I, now we're like, oh, wait, what? The problem <laughs> is, is that Meeks forced everybody to do points after saying that she refuses to do points five minutes ago. Okay, so Vernon, did I win any points for Vernon? So we all would get points we for Vernon win. and Petunia because perfect that's no what I there was no overwhelming favorite for Thanks for repeating yourself because i know that you just said that okay now i'm all caught up i'm up to petunia so where are dumbledore we at was liam nielsen and uh jared, jared harris. harris nobody wanted but... to lose mine uh, did you have <laughs> michael oh. gannon <laughs> <laughs> no they went with ben kingsley remember i built in a safety <laughs> Oh, that's right. That's right. But you both didn't like him anyway, so I royally messed everything up. Okay. So and then I am losing you guys. Good thing I'm not competitive. And then McGonagall was Helen Miram and Hannah Waddingham. Hannah Waddingham. Which we liked Hannah. Yeah, because Rebecca from Ted Masso. Oh, Oh, that's right. Okay. McDonagall. I'm writing McDonagall down. Um, McDonald's. Yeah, but I like combining McDonald's and McDonagall <laughs> a lot. McDonagall. Okay, I so we that. all win for McDonagall. We're we're tying a lot. I think this is really cute. Well, I'm not tying. I'm losing. But in general, <laughs> we're tying a lot. We're how very British of us. And then Hagrid. Hagrid, which Sarah Day gets the points. Yeah. Because that we didn't have we satisfying didn't choices. Sorry. Good job, Hufflepuff. Sorry, Andy Circus. All right, Hufflepuff's in the lead, everybody. Gryffindor is dead last. <sighs> well, no, Slytherin is dead last because they're at <laughs> yes, zero. Sorry, Slytherin. Sorry to Slytherin. <laughs> you don't even exist. <laughs> you don't exist. Oh, Slytherins. Um, okay, so now we're almost halfway through. Let's go with Quirrell, Professor's poor stuttering Professor Quill. So... <laughs> I kind of like mine a lot. And if you don't know who he is, I highly suggest going watching the uh, IT crowd. Um, it's a really fun little TV show. But he, his name is, let me pull it up here, Richard Ayoade, like oh, yeah. A-Y-O-A-D-E. I love him. Oh, sorry, spell that again. A-Y-O-A-D-E. He is hilarious in everything that he does i love him um the it crowd is like one of my favorite things i've seen him in i haven't really seen anything recent with him sadly but i look at him and i can see 
Quirrell. Like he he could yeah. pull off the stutteringness of Quirrell, but then just get like turn really serious when it's like time to become the villain. Um, and I don't know. I think his voice voice acting like he could change up his voice a little bit and like do a really yeah. like scared, timid Professor Quirrell type type vibe. And I I could see that going really well. So I really like his I like him as a choice. I think that that's a great choice. Yeah, I like that one. Mm-hmm. I chose, I don't love this, um, <laughs> but I laughed a lot when I wrote this name down, <laughs> Hugh Grant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Huey. Because I feel like he could totally play that like jerk at the end, but then play the like really like he could do a really right. good like false timid um, persona where you <laughs> yeah. wouldn't really suspect him, you know, <laughs> but then he would turn out to be a total jerk at the end. So yeah, I, I saw it in Dungeons and Dragons. That's mm-hmm. right. Exactly. It's almost like his character from yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. I put Jack Gleason, who played Joffrey on Game of Thrones. Joffrey? Mm-hmm. Joffrey? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't see that one at all. Not. Oh, my gosh. I what can. was his name again? Like he can play that. He can play that, like, timidity. But then, yeah. so terrible on Game of Thrones. <laughs> I think it's hard to get past that. No, but, but he can play that like that back and forth type of character. Yeah, yeah. I think so. But I the, mean, he's yeah. so good as at Joffrey. Yeah, you know, and I think it would be hard um, to get past seeing him as Joffrey. But I really do think he could play it off. But I do like um, James's pick. Well, what was his first name again? Jack Gleason. Jack Gleason. Yeah. No, I can't see it. Maybe it's because he played Joffrey way too well. It's but. hard, yeah. And you got to keep in mind, he'll be a lot older. Yes, for sure. But still, <laughs> I can't see it. Uh, All right, who was next? Wait, who wins the points? I think James. Ollivander is our oh, next Oh, yes, Ollivander. So yeah. I, I, I pulled from the old cast... And I want, um, uh, where, where's his name? David Bradley, who you all know as Argus Filch. Uh... So that's the reaction I was expecting. But David Bradley <laughs> recently started playing as the first doctor for Doctor Who. And he did that like amazingly. Like he, he did, he fit into that role really well which gave Ollivander vibes uh, to me. And so I felt like that was like, that was a role he could potentially play really well uh, to be the addict centric wand maker um, and, and, and be completely different from the, you know, from the caretaker of, of Hogwarts. I think it would be almost unnoticeable at, mm. to, to be honest. So I have a few disputes here um first of all i have to see what you're talking about because i haven't seen him in anything else that he wasn't like a bad guy 
Um, but dispute number one is he's already 81 and he has to show back up in Goblet of Fire and um, the Deathly Hollows. Yes. Dispute number two. I really don't want any movie actors in the show because I personally feel like that would really take me out because I would be like, that's Filch. You know, that's not Ollivander the whole time. <laughs> so I would highly suggest finding the uh, finding the parts where he plays the the first doctor in Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some it's a Christmas special with Peter Capaldi uh, that he uh, that he does a really good job in. And it's like almost unrecognizable. I didn't even recognize him as David uh, uh, as Argus Filch until I looked up who he was and I connected like saw his IMDb page mm-hmm. and I was like, whoa, that's who it is. So I feel like that would happen. And like Ollivander, I, I feel like David Bradley would do a good job of being able to to play Olive and or even in his advanced age uh, for the coming years. And I think he would be able to, I think he would be able to pull it off for sure. Disputes warranted for sure. I think those are some good disputes to have, but I don't, I don't foresee a problem with it from my end. Okay. I'm staying neutral. (laughs) Thanks. Um, Ollivander? Yep. Mm-hmm. Hugh Laurie. Oh, okay. I like that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like he can just be kind of like, kind of kooky and then kind of, he can be funny because in like in the first um, oh, house? interaction, yeah, mm-hmm. um, the first interaction with, um, with Ollivander in the first book that Harry has, it's like, he's really like mysterious and kind of creepy and like, you know, kind of weird and stuff. But then it's also like, a, I think like a kind of silly chaotic thing about like when he's trying to find the wand and, and the tape measures like measuring between Harry's nostrils and stuff. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a comedy element to it. And so I think that Hugh Laurie can pull both from both of those or from all yeah. of those, I guess he can, He's well-rounded as an actor, so I feel like he can pull off. And I feel like he kind of has the look, too. Yeah, I do like the look of him. I would have to watch some of his other things to kind of maybe to see, like, the connections. But because all I'm seeing is House and House and Ollivander are, like, two completely characters in my brain. So mm-hmm. I would have to see some of his other things, which I, I definitely can. Like, some of these, I can go back. And remind myself of some of the stuff that he's been in. But I'm looking through some of the pictures and let me see what this is. Cause he definitely looks like an Ollivander here in the personal history of David Copperfield, which came out in 2019. He definitely looked like he can be, let me just send you this link. Oh, this is a very good Ollivander look here. So yeah, I, I would have to do a little bit more convincing, but. I think he definitely has the acting chops to pull it off. Oh my god, he looks exactly like Ollivander here. I know. <laughs> Goodness. I think I almost want to change mine. I feel like too. he is Ollivander. All right. That is so weird. <laughs> I can see the actor, but at the same time, I can't really see. Right, you can't actor. get past house. Um, I chose James Lance, who plays Trent Krim in Ted Lasso. Um, oh, interesting. I like it. 
he is so funny side note in ted lasso like oh yes i love his character in that show so much yes Hmm. so i went i went back to my ted lasso cast Mm -hmm. and i thought that he would make a really good Ollivander. And I think definitely the longer hair that he has is Trent Krim. Oh my goodness, yes. Ollivander needs that, but it's all like wild, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I still like uh, Meigs' character, so points for Meigs. Oh my goodness, yes. Thanks. I still have some personal issues to resolve it. Yeah, Hugh Laurie. (laughs) I still have some personal issues to like resolve, but I I think he as an actor could pull it off. I just have to see it. Okay. So moving on, this was the hardest one for me to cast. I had no idea. And this is Molly Weasley. <laughs> Molly Weasley. My, my Molly Weasley was uh, Alex Kingston. Oh, also from Doctor Who. Yep. She would be Plays good. Dr. River Song, the doctor's wife. Yeah, I feel like she has that like nice like welcoming... She can. She's like maternal, but and um, she's, she can you know, pull off the maternal room. vibe. But like yeah. when she's she when she's ready to murder her children, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. <laughs> she she is not a person you want to mess with. Sorry, Bellatrix the Strange, you don't want to mess with that Molly Weasley mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> so I I kind of like that one. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with Alex Kingston. And now I'm gonna throw this in the end because this is my one of my extras. Martin Freeman as Arthur Weasley. Yes. I like that. Yes. I've seen that one around. I like desperately great to put him in somewhere. So yes, I like I like that idea. So him as Arthur and then her as Molly and then just those those two combined I think would be I like that a lot. Yeah. Meeks, who was your Molly? Emma Thompson. Okay. Hmm. I feel like she's just like a motherly home for all of us and that is no, yeah. how Molly Weasley is. Not because of like I look at her and I think Molly Weasley necessarily like you know just the way that she looks but just man. the persona yeah. like the or yeah mm-hmm. I get it. But I also think that you know going with the the age you know she's not in the age range of how old Molly Weasley would actually be in the film. Well and well, with the Molly Weasley's Weasley. older I guess. Yeah, it's hard because I don't think they really have an exact age. And she has, you know, she's got Ginny all the way up through Bill and Charlie. So, yeah. She Um, would be on a a little bit on the older side, but not too old. Right. Um, Yeah, I had to use chat GPT a lot on this (laughs) one and really scour what they were giving me. And I ended up just going with Jodie Comer. I did try to go with a on the lower age um, range here. Not just out of all the options I was looking through, she fit the best. Um, I again haven't seen anything that she's been in. This is purely on what I DMB was showing me through the videos and through the. Um, actually, no, she was in Free Guy, and I did see that. Yes, um, I loved sorry. her in Free Guy. What was the name again? Jody Comer, C O M E R. Oh, okay, 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 okay. And she's also in Killing Eve, which I've only seen a handful of episodes of that. So I think that she has the range. And I think if you throw on a ginger wig, she could really pull off Molly Weasley. But I really do like, 
I forget the actress's name, but whoever. Alex Kingston. Thank you. Yes, Alex Kingston. I don't think age really matters for Molly's ageless. Yeah. Cool. Five points to Ravenclaw. Uh, Who's next? Was it um, Professor Snape? So my choice... I really enjoy this choice because I wasn't like this wasn't my original choice. I was like trying to find it. And then I was like, oh, you know what? I'll just hop on the bandwagon of Adam Driver and just have Adam Driver be it. I but as I was, as you I was doing it. Whoa, hold on. Whoa. <laughs> I just learned something. <laughs> okay. Sorry, James, continue. I just got rattled. No, it's fine. It's, that's probably a very big thing. I'd have like, I could go either way, really. But I was like, I can't find like the great Snapes that I want. So the I might as well just Snapes. hop on the band. Like the I just Snapes. might as well hop on the bandwagon and be like, sure, Adam Driver. But I then found Luke Evans. Oh. And Luke Evans, if you if you know who that is, he's in Beauty and the Beast as Gaston. Mm-hmm. And in The Hobbit, Hobbit. Uh, as the mm-hmm. guy from Dale. Uh, and oh my gosh, like, I, I I immediately was like, that's it, that's who I want, because it's, it's gonna be the guy who can wear a nice, like, goatee type fashion, but then get super emotional, which is what Mm -hmm. Alan Rickman was missing with the character, like, Alan Rickman's character did not focus on the super emotional outbursts, he focused on Mm -hmm. the, you know, he just focused on like the character of Snape and just being like intimidating and just like yeah. this big arching, like a uh, dark figure. Whereas Luke Evans would be able to go in and just throw out those outbursts. Like you could see him going in and like wearing that little goatee that I want Snape to wear and like <laughs> going and just yell out, out to the students and be like, you bumbling idiots. Like that's not how you make this potion kind of scenario so i really i really enjoy that one and i want that to happen for sure i would really like to see luke evans in the series somewhere but i mm-hmm. think he might be a little too old for Snape. he's only he's 44 yeah he's only 44 i didn't feel like that was too old yeah by the time the show starts he'll be closer to like but He's fitting within the age range of my casting anyways. That's true. I mean, that's true. If anything, I've been consistent. (laughs) Uh, You you are correct. And I I don't like, I'm not sold on my selection as Snape. I had a really hard time with Snape as well. But Meeks, let's hear yours. Okay, I had a tough time. I had a few that I had written down. One that I was that I really want to show up somewhere just because I think he's so great. However, he was in the Harry Potter films, so I'm fine with him <gasps> not being the show because of that. But David Tennant. Oh, so I know. Good. But so he had such a small part right. in the film. Right. So I really, yeah. like you, can break your, you can break your rules. <laughs> I'll I break my rule for this one. <laughs> There's David Tennant. Right. Um, David Tennant can be in anything he wants he, to be. It's tr- That's how I felt. He, there were a couple people who I was like, I, I'm going to fit them in somewhere. So he He's definitely too old for Snape, though, Meeks. Okay, well, my other two are older, so I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Meeks boy, just wants a super young cast at this point. Like I do. I do. Fine. Yes. 
Well, and truly, truly, even though I love all these people that we're choosing, I would love it if the cast was like all people I've never heard of and like all people Mm -hmm. of color and stuff. Like I would love it to be like completely different than what we're expecting, which is the big names and like everybody kind of looks the same, you know, like I would absolutely love to see more diversity totally unknown people make them get some I tried really from. hard to do a little bit more diversity and yeah. I'll talk about it in my extras a little bit okay. but um yeah no, me too okay one of my other options for Snape and I'm not like super sold on it necessarily but I would I think he would do fine is James McAvoy oh. he's like good actor I feel like he'd be able obviously all these people are good but I feel like he'd be able to explore some range and so I felt like he would be um I think he'd be a fine option I would not be upset about it and then my I would I would go with someone else for him though right yeah I don't think he's very either he's not very snavy um and then Tim Roth was my last choice again not very snavy but he needs to be in the show Mm -hmm. you're right but who could he But be? who? He would be a really great scrimger. Oh. Yes. Definitely. Yep. I could see scrimger. Yeah. I could see that. Mm. But Tim Roth does need to be in the Harry Potter series. Yes. Yeah, no, I see James McAvoy is more like a... <gasps> oh my gosh. James McAvoy could be... <laughs> Oh, shoot. Hold on. What's his name? Who's the pretty professor? Oh, Lockhart. Gilderoy Lockhart? Yes. I feel like we're going to have so much fun casting Lockhart. I feel like oh there's gosh, a lot I know. that could there's fit. so many pretty actors. I, I, was, I, was going for, uh, I was going for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh. The prequel Obi-Wan Kenobi. So Ian McGregor mm-hmm. as, as, Lockhart? as Lockhart. Oh, he could do it. He, he do has anything. range. That guy. I mean, I love him yeah. in Moulin Rouge. So, so like he he plays a really good villain in Birds of Prey. Like he, think, he, he, he but like release, he's just like full of some stuff. We need to like release this whole section of like a video of all of us talking right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, so I'm not sold on mine, but um, I wasn't sold on on, on all of your yeah. older actors, Meigs. <laughs> uh, Kit Harrington. Yes. Okay. He played. Love him. Jon Snow. Yeah. Mm-mm. But. <laughs> no. James, not, uh, James and I are just very, very opposite tonight. <laughs> oh, uh, I cannot wait to no. release. We're releasing this whole thing as a video podcast. <laughs> Um, I want to now have, um, when they release the cast, I don't want us to talk about it at all until we're on a podcast so we can have our fresh 10,000% agree on it because Mace is just going to be happy with whoever and James and I are going to be going in on each other on who's good and who's completely opposite. (laughs) But then we'll love the part, like, then we'll love the ones that, like, worked really well. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but tell me why not Kit Harrington. I see him more as, like, serious I, black. I feel like um, we need to have a little soundbite that's, like, the Backstreet Boys. Tell me why. Whenever 
either of you go because you're going to disagree with each other and then we need a sound bite for the rebuttal. <laughs> yes, so, I approve. So, so yeah, I see him more as like a serious black kind of character. I don't see him being able to pull off what I envision as Snape, and that's just the only reason why. I do a personal really preference. like him as Sirius Black, but I really like my, I really want my, I, I also cast Sirius and Lupin, which are my extras. Um, and I really like who I have for Sirius, but I'm wondering if I switch him out and make him Snape and make Kit Harrington serious black I, I love the way that you just said all of that like you're like you're like at a lab desk and you just like, <laughs> crack your, your like your equation or whatever so so yeah that's essentially the reason why is like i can see him more of like a serious black character but i can't see him as like what I'm envisioning Snape. And that's probably just personal preference because like I see a very specific version of Snape and that's all I can see. And so Kit Harrington doesn't match that at all. And that's why. Mm-hmm. No, I really actually really love Kit Harrington as Sirius Black. I really actually really love Kit Harrington and anything. So I know. <laughs> content, content with however he shows up. Well, I'm going to put a little arrow down here, and when we get to our extras, we can come back to this. Okay. Okay, Filch. This Who one, do we have? I chose. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to say this right, but it's Reese Ethens. Oh. He plays um, the doctor that turned uh, Dr. Connors in The Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also played in the House of Dragon, uh, the Kingsman, uh, and then like a few other things. Yeah, I looked at him a few times for some characters, um, <laughs> but I couldn't place him. But I like him. I, I could see him as Filch. Yeah. Meeks. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> I couldn't decide. <laughs> <laughs> So I wrote down Danny DeVito. (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh. And really, am I wrong? Imagine. Can you imagine? Yes, I can. But oh. see, that fits with her vibe of comedy. Yeah, like I, I could see Danny DeVito going by and grumbling about children, yes. very Danny DeVito-ness. Like, yeah. and he's yes. just like, "That's just the students. I wish I could just hang them by these manacles." Like, I, I know. know. Oh my gosh, you're totally off. right. That's like, so funny. for the comedic vibe that Meigs yeah. is going yes. for. Like mm-hmm. that would work perfectly. Mm-hmm. He fits. That is so funny. He fits. I think. I think Meigs. Is gonna win this one because uh, James, you're not gonna like who I have because you already cast him as someone else. <laughs> I have Mark Addy, who you cast as Vernon, I believe. Well, yeah, I did cast him as Vernon, but like at the same time, I wasn't like like I wasn't sold on him as being Vernon because I don't necessarily know him too well in, in a lot of things. So like, James, I could we see gave him you being points. Filch. We gave you points for choosing him as Vernon. 
Yeah, but like we we were I'm that way for all I, of Vernon Dursley's James, I, It's okay. I don't really care. I was just pretending to stir the pot for a second. Oh, okay. Goodness. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I mean, I could go either way with Mark Addy too. Like I like yeah. I could see him pulling off a of Filch vibe too, especially just with what he's done with Game of Thrones and things like that. But yeah, but I think Danny DeVito wins. Yes. No. Points to Meeks for that one because I like knowing Thank what you. she has like set up comedic wise. Like mm. that would definitely fit within the theme. I'll let Danny know that he's casting. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Forenzi. I always call him Forenz. Is it Forenzi or Forenz? The audio book says Forenzi. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. So that's what Ferenzi I always, always feels weird to me, and I just keep going. It's Ferenz. It's why? Why is this Ferenzi? Okay. Well, now that I know that Sarah Day doesn't want movie actors to be in <laughs> oh, the no. TV show, I don't know how she's going to feel about this. No, no. But I chose Alfred Enoch, and if you don't know who that is, he played Dean in Harry Potter. Oh, I mean, seeing him as a centaur oh, would be fine with me. I know. <laughs> I feel like centaurs can break the rules. <laughs> centaurs can break the rules. I love it. Well, um, I, 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 well, I wait, well. until you, wait until you see who I cast as Forenzi. But that's a good pick. Why, thank you. I thought it was because, like, I wouldn't mind some of the kid actors who played the kids to come yeah. into some of these adulter like more adult roles and he's got like, a smaller have, role yeah for the side know, I, I i have like a hard time with like maybe tom felton as lucius malfoy like i feel like that's maybe too much of like a big role but like i would really want like some of the like some of these guys to come back into these adult roles and play some of these like side characters that we get to see maybe once or twice every once in a while especially the ones that didn't get a lot of screen time like dean seamus neville all that kind of stuff. Like the trio is the trio, but like all the other kid actors that didn't get a lot of lines or a lot of screen time on the TV, like on the movie or didn't even like appear in the movie, I feel like would be a great opportunity to pull them in and put them into a role that they can expand and, and do that more. So the uh, Dean as friends was the best choice for me. Okay. Meeks. Okay. I couldn't decide between a few and I feel like, <laughs> Um, that's just kind of how it's going to be for centaurs. Uh, but I chose Jude Law. And um, <laughs> not totally sold on him, but Idris Elba. Oh. Interesting. Or, or Charlie Hunnam. Charlie what? Hunnam. H-U-N-N-A-M. Oh, Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I like Idris Elba. I think Idris Elba is actually my winner. I was also looking at him and trying to figure out who he could play, and I couldn't figure something out. Well, my thing with Forenzi is he's supposed to be, like, very young and beautiful-like. And I feel like Idris Elba's... I mean, I'm sorry. I feel like Idris Elba's a little bit not young and beautiful, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it comes down to preference, I think. Okay. Well, let me give you mine because I think he's young and beautiful. And that is, and I might mispronounce it, but I think it's Reggae or Reg Jean Page. 
Yes. Uh, absolutely. Yes. I know. <laughs> billion percent. Yes. <laughs> um, James, he plays a character in Bridgerton, which is we all know a your favorite show on Netflix. But he's also just in Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Uh, is he the wizard? Mm-hmm. No. Um, he, he plays. Um, like the very honest, like, um, I don't think he's the wizard. He's the one that like, can't, he has like no emotion. He, everything's very blunt and, and pure. He saves the child out of the giant fish mat, the cat child out of the fish mat thing. (laughs) (laughs) No context description. Spell, spell his name. I sent it in the chat for you. Ah, there we are. Oh, he's the um, he's the um, super like good knight. Yeah, mm-hmm. I forget what the Dungeon and Dragon terms are, but good knight is right. He he's the like super like <laughs> light side knight. Like all his all the choices. He yeah, makes yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I could see that. Definitely mm-hmm. within the same realm as what I was going for with Dean for yes. sure. Mm-hmm. Only because all the girls are fawning over him from Bridgerton and all the girls fawn over Forenzi when he becomes their teacher. It's true. And I think he's just perfect. Yeah. I mean, it'd be pretty difficult if he was a teacher, you know, <laughs> to focus. <laughs> <laughs> Who wins? Do we all get five points? Hmm. I'm not sold on Idris Elba, to be honest. Oh my goodness. I was going to say I'm sold on Idris Elba. I love, I love Idris Elba, but I don't like think don't. Idris Elba as Ferenc. not young would, enough. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not telling Idris. you both said that. I'm sorry, Idris. Right, I'm sorry. Ages, right? Oh, no. He, he's a good fit. Either. Mine was Dean. Dean Thomas, actor. Um, Alfred like Enoch. He's a good one, but I don't like the movie actors. <laughs> Do we all get zero points because we can't decide? No, I think it's... Should we put it to the listeners to decide the tiebreaker for who wins? Um, Did you see how you reacted when I said his name? Okay, I'm sorry. I think we all are fine with all of our options. (laughs) (laughs) In the end, it doesn't really matter. This is the first one I cast. I was so excited about it. (laughs) I mean, I'm... I'm fine with any of us getting points. I think none of us yeah, should get points time. because we all fine. like our option. Fine. <laughs> so competitive. That's unhufflepuff like. I was just so I was like, this is it. I'm so excited. I can't wait for the podcast because I have the perfect forensic. Well, and I've had this for like two weeks, you listeners. I was so prepared and ready to record this episode when I was on vacation. It's and true. These two were not. These prepared. two were not. I'm a regular old Gryffindor over here. So Li- I think life, I just life happens. Ten points for that. So Voldemort, I believe, is next. <laughs> <laughs> to move um, things along, <laughs> moderator. <laughs> <laughs> Voldemort, I believe, was next. I chose. I really like my choice. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen sure you Oppenheimer. Do. I, I have, have not. 
yet. If if you haven't seen Oppenheimer, then there's other movies he's been in. But Oppenheimer is like the most recent one that he's he's done. He's the main character. I can't still believe Murphy. I didn't think of him. Cillian Murphy. Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy. I, I, I I'm mad at myself for not thinking of him. He he would be amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And to have him from the very beginning would be phenomenal. So we get to him like the whole time. Gl- to get him the whole time and like grow into that character and to see all the eccentricities that he can do. I don't even care what he character he plays. I want him in the show. I'll put him as Ferenzi. <laughs> <laughs> um... I had a really, really, really hard time with this, so I don't. I almost like don't even want to say, because, um, I don't. I okay. So I ended up choosing two, and I don't think that either of them are a great option for Voldemort. So nobody yell at me. Um, Christian Bale and Tom Hiddleston. Somebody on Reddit actually put. Christian Bale in an AI photo generator mm-hmm. as Voldemort. Not because I don't think that either of them could do it. It's just not not who I would have chosen. And I feel like there is somebody out there who is like really right for this part. Yeah. And it's hard because I mean, and Christian Bale could do it and he would yes. do it well. And actually, I just want to give another it's another one I would want I want more of an unknown. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But you know what? When he was in um Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah, he was so good at playing a similar type of character mm-hmm. who's like bald and like and similar look, right, yeah. and everything. So he would he would do it really well. Actually, I just don't actually think that he should be cast as him, mm. but I think he'd be fine. Saturday, I have Jamie Campbell Bower, who is a lot younger than Killian Murphy, but. Um, he played Vecna slash Henry Creel slash one in Stranger Things. Jamie. And Campbell Ooh, I, Bauer. I, I think he has a good yeah. look for it. And what you guys were saying about Killian Murphy mm-hmm. being able to play from the beginning to the end, mm-hmm. we need to see a young Tom Riddle. Yeah. And I feel like Jamie Campbell Bauer would be a really great Tom Riddle. Yes. And then he can also play Voldemort. Now, it would be very similar to what he did on Stranger Things by playing Henry Creel and then going and playing Vecna, who's all like burnt up mm-hmm. and gross looking. Um, but hmm. I mean, he nailed it in Stranger Things, and I really think he could nail it here as well. Yep, I think he is a fantastic choice. I haven't really seen him in anything, but I could see it. Well, high praise from James for you, Saturday. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> I've agreed on some of the things. That I know you has have. Said. I know. <laughs> So, does that mean we're in the extras section? Should we do a points check? No, we have Lily and James Potter. <laughs> Let's do a points check really oh, quick. Oh, okay. I, I didn't all, cast Lily and James Potter. We're all the oh. way back up. Because they weren't on the list, so therefore I didn't cast it. Sorry. Well, they weren't on the list? No, they weren't. Oh, on, no. I didn't see them either. I'm but sorry. I, I guess they're my extras, too. But I did them real quick. Um, But, okay, so Mrs. Weasley. Sorry, James. Who won Mrs. Weasley? I did not. Alex Kingston, which was mine. So you. <laughs> okay. And then Snape <laughs> was me. Was it me? Who did you have? Why do I have a, why do I have points next to my name? <laughs> um, Who'd you have a Snape? No, I don't. I didn't win. 
because I did um, David Tennant, James McAvoy, and Tim Roth. Who who won? Chris James. I think it must. Luke have been Evans was nobody. mine. Oh, then no, I don't think anybody okay, won. Right. Okay, which I think is fair because I think you chose because you chose Kit Harrington, and I was like, no, Kit Harrington can't be serious. Snake. Um, okay, Filch. Um, did any of us win Filch? Filch was Danny DeVito, yeah. which was you. Oh, that's DeVito. right. I won. <laughs> that's where the five came from. I put in the wrong spot. Okay, and then Frenzy, we all get zero. I don't want to talk about that one. We're never talking about him again. <laughs> um, okay, and then Voldemort. I choose to give the points to Sarah Day. I think he has that look. Thank but Cillian Murphy, though. I know. Like, I think it's got to be a tie because I, I feel like he could pull off the characters. But like obviously Sarah Day gets the age range and like the entire like she like her actor can pull off the entire run. Whereas mine, we would have to get a younger actor and I think book two and the flashbacks. But should we all win because Christian Bale's also a good option? I'm fine with that. Okay, fine. Okay, now we're caught up. So now it's Lily and James Potter time. I don't what, have well, one. What's for the that. score since they don't have Lily and James? So what's our total score as of now? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, start with Slytherin. Okay. Slytherin gets a big fat zero because they don't exist. Um, Hufflepuff has 40 points. Ravenclaw has 30 points. And Gryffindor has 35 points. Hufflepuff, you're winning. Oh, okay. Keep your frenzy points then. (laughs) Are you just giving them to me out of pity? (laughs) (laughs) So, Meeks, (laughs) I love you, James. (laughs) Meeks, who do you have as James and Lily Potter? Um, I chose Rachel Weiss as Lily. Yeah, but it's pretty old. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, not the age range, but yeah, she dies when she's 21. Mm -hmm. And then um, not sold on this, but I put it on there anyway. Ewan McGregor for James. Mm, Interesting. But I'm not super sold on either. They would make a great couple. Yeah, make a fantastic couple. I'd be happy to see both of them in the show, but obviously don't really fit the age range. So, yeah, it is what it is. Okay, you guys are probably going to laugh at me. I'll start with Lily, actually. Um, so bringing it back to how I cast Olivia Cook as Petunia, who plays the older version of Allison in House of Dragon, her younger self is Emily Carey, plays the younger version of Allison. So I have her as Lily. Um, and I liked her as Lily, and that's why I cast Olivia Cook. Yeah. And then for James, I have Tom Holland. And I think that yes. Tom Holland and Emily Carey look so good together. As I almost put Tom Holland on there, too. Um, but then mm-hmm. I, I... He's so good, right? Oh, he's fantastic. I have, He's great in everything he's in. So, yeah. I, what do you think, James? Tom Holland and Emily Carey. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm sold on Tom Holland. I know. It's because he, he... I know. I feel like the Lily actor, though, I feel like the Lily actor could be a good one. But but look at them together and then tell me what you think. (laughs) Hmm. What was her name again? Obviously. Emily Carey. Emily. 
I wasn't completely sold on Tom Holland as James either because uh, it's also a popular fan cast. Mm. But I love Tom Holland so much. And when I cast Lily. Oh, I can um, see her for sure. Yeah. I, I definitely, um, like, for what you're going for, I, as a young mm-hmm. Lily Potter, mm-hmm. that would work. Yeah. But Tom Holland as James doesn't fit it for me. I don't know. Part of it, it, choosing James and Lily is extra difficult because we saw them as like adult adults. Mm -hmm. And so, and then Tom Holland is still so young young to us because most of what we, he has a a kind of a baby face. And we started seeing him when he was like early 20s. And Mm -hmm. right when he started, he was probably like 21 when he started the first Spider Man. I don't know, somebody's yelling at the podcast right now because they know what his age was but we still think of him as being really young so it's hard to imagine him in a fatherly role (laughs) um but if we didn't have that experience with him i guess like from when he was younger then it would probably be easier to think about him being like a parent figure especially if james was sorry not you james james potter was 21 when he passed and so yeah yeah Mm mm-hmm I'm his ghost. I'm just kidding. Uh, so if I had to choose one like off the top of my head, I would have gone with Richard Madden and Karen Gillan. I do love both of them. I do like them together. I don't know. I just think they're. But that you know, was like that. That was like a rushed. Like that was a yeah, rushed choice. Yeah. I didn't no, that's like, a think good about rushed it in any choice. Though. That is a good mm-hmm. rushed choice. But like them together, like I can see it. All right, so um, James, what other extras did you have? So the other, I, I threw some of the other extras in there, like slowly, but the other extras I had uh, was just real quick. Warwick Davis is Flickwick is still going to happen because oh, yeah. I feel like he yeah, can still sure. play it, and he he's still young enough to to kind of make it work. Um, and then Hugh Bonneville who we know really well as um, Downton Abbey, the owner of Downton Abbey, uh, is my Cornelius Fudge. Okay. Yes. Love that. I thought that was great. And then Colin Firth as Professor Slughorn. I, okay. I like it actually. That does work. I was trying so hard to think of who to put Colin Firth as. But yeah. I, I was like, he's going to yeah. show up in a later, in a later sh- series, you know. So I, as I was like looking through the lists of actors and stuff, I saw them and I was just like, oh, nope, instant, like instant that it has to be that like easy peasy, like mm-hmm. easy choice. So that's why I chose them. And then uh, the voice of the Sorting Hat, Brian Cox. Oh yeah, that would be a great Sorting Hat voice. Okay, yeah, I can get with that. Those are all my extras. All right, Meigs, your extras. So I decided that we need to do a pack of centaurs, um, male and female, because we never hear anything about female centaurs. That's true. That is true. And I assume that they exist. I guess they could not, but so my um, honorary mentions that I desperately wanted to be in the show... um, and couldn't find a place for them, at least for this movie, was, um, so they're going to be in my female centaur pack, um, Haley Atwell, and, oh, yeah, <laughs> Amelia Clark. 
I love it. And Lena Headey, Lena Headey, Lena Headey, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. from Game of Thrones, right? <laughs> and Florence Pugh. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some great choices for the female. They threw are some, my threw fan- some Marvel characters they, into the I know, right? <laughs> they are my Fantastic Five female centaurs. And I then, um, wait, who was the? I, who was the four, first one? Haley Atwell. Say them all again, because I'm only thinking of four. Haley Atwell, Amelia Clark, Lena Headey, and Florence Pugh. It is only f- oh, okay, so Fantastic four. four. Sorry, I can't. <laughs> I thought I was the bad one with no. numbers. <laughs> um, and then my well, I chose three actors for um Forenzi and then ended up going with Idris Elba. So Charlie Hunnam and Jude Law can be in my pack. Um along with Orlando Bloom and Kit Harrington. Ah. <laughs> my fantastic four for the male centaurs. Um, and yeah, so that, that's, that's either going to make an appearance in the show or more preferably there will be a spin-off series that's called The Centaurs. And <laughs> it will be just about- life in the forest. Yeah, life in the forest. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and I also have more um, extras, but James, if you want to go, or Sarah Day, or whoever, whoever, if somebody else wants to go too. Let me go, and then you can do your rapid fire. Okay. Yeah, I'm done. Um, so I also did Sirius and Lupin, because I wanted to kind of do the Marauders, although I didn't care about Peter Pettigrew. Um, so going along with Tom Holland and Emily Carey as my James and Lily, I tried to cast a Sirius and James that were kind of a decade older because that's when we'll see them. So I had Kingsley Benadir as Sirius, who hmm. most recently played Gravik in Secret Invasion. And Ken is Barbie. In Barbie. Wait, which? A, a Ken. For yes. who? For who? Sirius Black. I mean, that's a good option. Right. But I do love Kit Harrington as Sirius Black. So now I'm like, where am I going to put Kingsley? Um, I, I mean, maybe he could be a Lupin, but I who have your Jack, Jack Loden, who was in Slow Horses. And I think if you watch that, you you can get a good sense of him. I don't think he looks um, right off the bat like, a, like Lupin. Um, but I think he could really portray Lupin well. But I also I could love... totally see him being Lupin. Yep, I can see it. Especially that picture right there. Um, I can't remember his name now. I think it's something Quaid. Oh, Jack Quaid? But he... No, no, no. I guess it's the wrong one because that's the guy from The Boys, right? Um, uh, I don't... He played Eddie in Stranger Things, and everybody just loved him. Um, And I'd like to see him in something. And I was thinking maybe he'd be a great Remus Lupin as well. Um, But I really do like Jack Loden as Lupin as well. So my Marauders are kind of go with Jack Loden now. Sorry, Mm -hmm. but not sorry. Wait, Eddie from Stranger Things? Yeah. Who, why can't I see Eddie on Stranger Things? He's not, he's only in one season, so he's not going to be, let me see if I can figure out what his name was. Or let me just Google. Yeah, I don't know why I'm like doing really bad at internet right now. Eddie Munson. Oh, you know what I just realized? Why can't I see any pictures of him? My choice for Argus Filch also (laughs) played in the Harry Potter movies. 
<laughs> he was Xenia Xenophilius Lovegood. Oh. Well, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I didn't I just I didn't recognize that until now. I was just like thinking about it. I was like, oh wait, he has played in Harry Potter. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Meeks. Eddie Munson is the character. He's played by Joseph Quinn. <laughs> so, I'm so sorry. Saturday, confusing everybody. <laughs> I know. Talk about listeners yelling at the podcast. Oh, I know who you're talking about now. Okay, um, but don't you think he looks like a better Lupin? I don't know. Not necessarily, I like your first but, choice. I, but I like him. He looks like a marauder, though. Like, he totally yeah. looks like he would be in there. Maybe I like he your, could be James. I like your first choice. I think Jack Loden would be a great Lupin. I too like old him. for James? He's like 18. I'm just kidding. He's older than that. Third A, are you being ageist? Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, she doesn't, want, she doesn't want certain characters to be past the age of 30. So, I mean. Yes. No, no, no. Not the pa- at past the age of 40. 30 once, is fine. Once they're I'm 41. The <laughs> once they're 41, she hates their guts. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Meeks, do you want to do your rapid fire? Um, I honestly, it's only, um, three more people, so it's not, and they're all kind of together because it's part of my, my series, one of my series spinoffs that they'll be together. And really only two of them are who I like, I am 100% these two have to be it. And then the third one I just kind of threw in there. Okay. So I'll do my third one to play Florine Fortescue, the ice cream shop person in Diagon Alley. I put Martin Freeman there. (laughs) <laughs> so oh. I thought that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, just a cute little cameo. Exactly, especially because everybody knows his face because he's a side character in everything, and so I feel like it would be a fun, yeah, just like a fun cameo. Okay, but who, who I need, I need this to happen for the um, the bookshop owner in Diagon Alley, mm-hmm. Matthew Barry. Particularly if you haven't seen anything that he's in um really uh in um what we do in the shadows i need that character to be family friendly enough in the harry potter show and then he is either married to or best friends with artemis pebdani who plays artemis and it's always sunny in philadelphia and she is madame malkin and the my series spinoff is going to be a little mini series the the of them. The book series mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I like that. That's cute. Mm-hmm. That is cute. Any final thoughts? Martin Freeman is still better Arthur Weasley, though. So. <laughs> I mean, that's fine with me. I just wanted to put his name somewhere on here, but I'm fine <laughs> with him showing up in a bigger role. Yeah, later as on. author is good. Because you can't get enough of Martin Freeman. No. Just, you can't. I know he's in, like, everything, but you just can't get enough of him. <laughs> Well, thank you for causing havoc with us today. Next time, we'll, we will be starting Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Mm. We will, of course, start with Chapter 1, and I will get those movie times to you shortly. <laughs> James, where can people find you? 
everybody can find me on Instagram or TikTok at James M. Beltran. And that's it. And you can find me mainly on Instagram at Megan underscore Lachowski, M-E-G-A-N underscore L-A-C-H-O-W-S-K-I. And then you can find all my other projects from there. And you can find me, Sarah Day, on Instagram at Captain.McD. That's M-C-D-E-E. And just like me, you can find my other projects logged there as well. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram and TikTok at PeevesGapFest. Iggle Varsties, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and leave a five-star review. If you're as mischievous as we are, please consider joining our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash peevesgapfest. If you have any feedback for us, please leave us a voicemail at 409-422-3378. That's 409-GAPFEST. Or you can email us at peevesgapfest at gmail.com. Also, come and join the discussion in our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash peevesgapfest. Until next time, April 1st, Mischief Managed.